What we've got here is failure to communicate. Freedom. Freedom? Well, sign away my freedom. Why, this is ridiculous. Don't be corny, brother. <laughs> sure, our system of free enterprise isn't perfect. But before we throw it away for some imported double talk, let's turn the clock back a few years to see what it's done for us. With your host, Mike Paul. Hey, Corn Pop. Yo, what's up? <laughs> His name is Corn Pop on the screen. I like that. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that's wonderful. I almost tried to do something and do a different name, but I didn't. So, uh, so we're back after almost two weeks off. We cranked out a few episodes there and kind of blew our wad, but we have recovered. We got some Gatorade in us and, uh, and we're back to talk some shit tonight. So it's me, Nick, Paul, my brother, Mike, we got Tyler Bennett in again, and you guys can't see this and eventually we'll have uh, YouTube or we'll probably get banned from there. So whatever the new streaming platform is Odyssey. that allows free Odyssey. speech Odyssey. Sure. I'm not even aware of it, but we're going to be on Odyssey. And when we do, you'll see that Tyler's name is displayed as corn pop. And uh, I'm, a bad dude. I'm, I'm here for it. Corn pop <laughs> was a bad, bad dude. boys. Yeah. Corn pop was a bad dude. And then returning is our friend, Chad, uh, who yeah. has been, you know, he's been a, our, our, you know, relief pitcher. He comes in and hosts whenever he feels like it, and uh, it's always a good time. So well, this is um, essentially our, our group chat minus one name who should not be mentioned who we want on the podcast. But yeah, yeah. this is like this is how the whole podcast started. It was just we talk shit every day, and we're like, we should do a podcast. It's true. It's true. yeah, that's 100%. how it all popped up. And when when that guy who will remain uh, nameless for now, when he does join, he will steal the show a little bit. He's a character. No, I said but, it'll uh, be like it'll be like uh, you know. He'll be like the Ted Nugent. You won't even know who the other members of the band are once he appears. Yeah. 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 He, he started with Pulse of the Wall. He started with the Pulse of the Wall podcast, and then he kind of just went solo from there. So. The, the yeah, Uncle really. Ted that's not talked enough about on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> There's like three Uncle Ted's. Anyhow, four. I've interrupted Depending Nick on. like four times, so it's time for Nick to. Yeah. On so, one. okay. I'm sure that the listeners at this point have heard about the uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine pause, right? So they've administered like 7 million shots. And then all of a sudden they say, Hey, we're pausing this to review it for safety because there's a blood clotting issue. So as soon as this happened, I was very curious. It's like, okay, how widespread is this? Are they making it sound, you know, not as bad as it is, or are they making it sound worse than it is? And I just came across this article from reason uh, magazine and the data that they're displaying for why they did this pause is six confirmed cases out of 7 million administered have had confirmed blood, blood clots. So six cases out of 7 million. So the chances are not even one in a million of developing this blood clot, which is, again, why they are pausing it. Okay, so at face value, this makes absolutely no sense. Because if you listen to them, they'll tell you that the risk of dying from COVID is far, far, far greater than one in a million. Even I though I like, mean, and it I is. I thought it was like one in five died of COVID. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a twenty percent mortality rate. <laughs> but like half. Yeah, depending on on what you watch. But first of all, like even my local news page, they'll always share these these graphics where it's Illinois and they have virus spores behind it with all these orange and red and dark colors like it's hell like here's covid and it's hell and they display different metrics every time like mm, 
testing positivity rates have reached six and a half percent for the first time since November. And it's like, okay, that, that is meaningless. Is that supposed to scare me? How many people are you testing? Okay. Why are they getting tested? Is there a reason that it's higher? Because not symptomatic people are getting tested less. So you're going to have less negative effects. Like it, it makes no sense. Again, it's all about show me the, the hospitalizations and the deaths and maybe the cases. Those are the, right. the notable metrics that actually matter. And then show me them over time. Okay. What is it week to week, month to month and, and everything else. And you could actually parse out, is it getting worse? Is it getting better? And they don't do that because it is clearly getting better. Okay. You have millions upon millions of people that have had the virus that have had the vaccine. It just cannot spread the same way it did last summer, but they don't want that to be the case. Like they, they want to cling to this so desperately because media, whether it's, you know, cable news channels or even your local affiliate, they need people afraid and miserable and just tuning in to talk about how, how their life is in imminent danger. And it's really shameful. It's fucking disgusting that people are, the media is still pushing this bullshit. And the latest thing, this vaccine beyond Orwellian campaign where, you know, I saw the, the one quote that was from the white house correspondent when they, when he uh, offered his explanation to the press, he said, this decision was made by the CDC and FDA said Jeff Zients, a white house COVID response coordinator. Again, quote, we are ruled by the science, not any other consideration. We are ruled by the science. They literally talk about it. Like it's this deity that they, they worship, right? Even though science is just a study that human beings practice and then they find out they get things wrong and they readjust their approach, but it's whatever the CDC and the FDA and Fauci say, right this second is the ultimate gospel truth. And you are a heretic if you question it. So I, why is it not a question? Why did one reporter not ask, wait, if this is less than one in a million, that this is happening to with the blood clots, with the J and J vaccine. Why are you pausing it when the death rate of COVID for all these people that are going to die or contract COVID and die from not getting the vaccine fast enough because the supply has been restricted. How is that mathematically? Can you please reconcile that? Make, make this make sense for me. And there's been no explanation because they don't get asked questions and there you is nothing beyond questions. that. Exactly. Yeah, I've ranted long ask, enough. You guys can go ahead. If, if you ask questions, they you get they drown you out they shut you up they call you a crazy anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist which for the record we owe alex jones an apology yeah get him back <laughs> on twitter right maybe now. not us maybe not us personally but no society, I, I, I think yeah. yes, society cool. does you know where's that where's that alex jones soundbar what's funny <laughs> is i've been listening i've been binging podcasts hard this week with all the the content going on and i heard both tim pool and Jason Stapleton make that same statement back to back in the same day that, you know, given enough time and Alex Jones gets vindicated on a lot of issues. I was like, it's kind of odd that two separate people that don't even know each other <laughs> said the same thing. Like, yeah. just- I forgot, I forgot who I was listening to, but they were like, they said they want to just grab a hold of the elites and say, listen, can you stop making Alex Jones right? Can you yeah. just please stop that for a minute? It's freaking me out. <laughs> like, it's- yeah. And yeah. you know, like the other crazy thing is, is, um, the, Michael Malice said it where basically like COVID was the prime opportunity for like weak and cowardly people to finally exert power and dominance over the rest of the people, something they've never had. And those people aren't going to let this go either. They, they feel like they're so tough when they get on Facebook and they say, 
you know, like the cattle brand themselves. They're like, I got my vaccine today. And they're all like, which one did you get? Moderna or Pfizer? And then the third person's like, I got blood clots. But, (laughs) you know, seriously, though, it's like the cattle brand themselves. Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, okay, cool. You got a vaccine. Like, I'm so we're proud of you. Cool. You know, like, why do you got to share that on your Instagram story, your Facebook posts? And like, it doesn't make you a hero. It just get the vaccine if you want it. But shut the fuck up. When you get you get shamed for not getting it. I've got friends that have like asked me, well, why haven't you gotten it? I was like, well, I, I just had an antibody test two weeks ago. Yeah. Like I know for a fact that I have antibodies for the virus. Like, and like, you know, I had it. I don't know. Right. It's crazy. Exactly. But Chad, you have to remember that science no longer exists. Like I'll tell people the same thing. It's like, it's like, Oh, you're, you don't wear a mask. And it's like, instead of giving them my whole, uh, you know, worldview pitch because that's a lot and that would be a never-ending conversation i just go nope you know what i already had it so i'm immune to it because that's the way viruses work because you know i've actually dug a little bit into the science like you actually you you say like no i have the science like it's like two different warring countries going at war together and they both believe that they have god on their side it's uh you know you could just hijack the term science from them and i actually am referencing science like i have the antibodies unless there's a a, you know crazy mutation i'm immune to it right so i'm not going to give it to you i'm not going to get sick so exactly i've been kind of frustrated just the way they're treating children just because it hits home with me but my eight-year-old you know i'm noticing the first time they went back to in school learning she had to hop on the bus and they hire an extra you know worker to be on every school bus because the bus driver can't do this, an extra worker that the taxpayer foots the bill for, or extra worker, to take an infrared thermometer and get their temperature when they come on the bus with, with no science because the kids, you know, the kids have, are not really in danger of this thing and there's no evidence that they actually transmit it to adults from what I've understood. But I kind of just like rolled my eyes like, oh, come on, like you just, we just don't even have any say in this. We just add all these new employees that are off our, my property taxes my neighbor's property taxes. We have all these new employees. But what really frustrated me is that my, my daughter came home complaining that she got scolded at on the bus for sitting too close to her friend. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so this isn't just like a lady taking a temperature. This is a COVID compliance enforcer that every bus has. And they're sitting there making sure your mask doesn't go below your nose. You don't get too close to your friends when you're <clears throat> eight years old. Right. And that, it's just like, and that you don't have a temperature, which dude, kids get fevers all the time. Like I got kids, like, it's like, we're lucky if we go two months without someone getting a fever pre COVID, you know, it's like, it's just kids. They, they're, they're don't be saying that on, on air. The CDC is going to kick your door in. Oh, but since oh, uh, COVID shit. broke out, they have not once gotten a fever. Oh shit. Dude. There's well, did you guys see that we cured the flu? Trump's yeah. legacy yeah. is that he cured the flu. And they're saying that, that, well, you see what's happening is COVID is replacing the flu. All of the social distancing measures that we've done have yeah. uh, wiped out traditional viruses. And, and it's really just COVID that's left. It's like this natural selection, which is just fucking nonsense. I had a coworker that had a regular common cold a week ago. You know, it, that shit's still going on. Mm-hmm. I've had two false COVID tests uh, or two negative, I should say, because I had some nasty head cold. And the doctor's like, yeah, you got some virus. So when you guys went in for your COVID test, did they get, did they anal swab you or how did you get tested? 
I asked yet. them to, but they didn't. Oh, yeah, I did a voluntary <laughs> anal swab. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I, I went in there to the drive up testing center and just dropped trout. I was ready to yeah. go. <laughs> I, I hope I hope it's just on my end, but Chad, your microphone is really staticky every time you talk. Yeah, really? it's, it's here too. He's he's got that uh, auto tune going. Oh boy, he's yeah. fucking with it. <laughs> Don't fuck with it. I think I have no list- idea, man. Now our, listeners are like, our listeners are going to be, you know, pretty, uh, they're starting to understand that we're still in our like growing pains. It's like we're a garage band. We're like, we're still just like touring locally and we should still have, like our amps are getting some feedback. Oh, we just lost Chad. Literally. But, you should have got the auto tune going. Yeah. So you we couldn't uh, take the heat I was bringing. That's what's happening. Oh, device is not he, did, he didn't want a podcast with a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a bad boy. So anyhow, like we'll, wait for, <laughs> we'll wait for Chad to come back. But yeah, man, I, I think what's really starting to frustrate me the most is the the willingness to traumatize children because it's for the greater good. And we're just following CDC guidelines. It's like we're just doing our job. We're following the science and safety. We It's like you don't care about mental health. You don't care about all the death and despair from anyone else with drug and alcohol abuse and uh, suicide and depression and all the other um you know, issues that you can't really account for because we can't run a parallel test to this to be like, do a control study to see what would happen with no lockdowns and no government regulation to see what they've done right or wrong. We don't have but any control. We, we sort of do though. Yeah, Florida, <laughs> Florida. Sort of Florida, Sweden, Georgia, there's all these places. Like you can actually look at, we have a year's worth of data over a year's right. worth of data. And Tom Woods, you can get Tom Woods free ebook at tomwoods.com forward slash charts they forgot about. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Charts they so, forgot about.com will take you there. I honestly like what I believe, you know, obviously it's it's government. They did this idiotic one size fits all and expect it just to work, you know, because New York City mitigation measures are, are needed in rural Kansas. So, but what I really think it is, is I think that, that, you're witnessing a giant experiment to dehumanize and convince the populace to basically police themselves. And, you know, whatever you can, you can call me a conspiracy theorist all you want, but like these people at the top are, they've been trying this forever. Cause you know, it started with like uh, James Corbett said it, you know, there's first you had Pharaohs and they were gods. But then when people are like, I don't know if these people are gods, then you had the pharaohs are like, well, God selected me to do this, and like, and then it became, well, our bloodline is just more more superior, and we're meant, to, or we're bred to breed, you know, lead. So like all throughout history, it's what you're seeing, and now like, like Nick said, it's it's the science, the science. We're because like you can't question it now. They're like, well, oh, so you don't believe in science? What are you, some backwoods hillbilly? Like, and that's what you're seeing is they're just their children are the most you know, they're like, Mike, you know, they're like sponges, man. Mm-hmm. If you say a curse word around them, they're going to curse. Oh, yeah. So like, that's what I'm saying though. It's like, they're impressionable. So now these young kids are going to grow up and think that people not wearing masks are psycho. They're weird. Anyone rebelling against the rules, they're like, they can't do that. Maybe. They're going to die. You know, like they're just totally dehum- dehumanizing children. And cause they know they're the most impressionable. So they can they can get a whole generation of kids now with this because like people our age we're like, dude, I peed in I 
I've peed in dive bar bathrooms. I don't worry about COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, the flip side of that is Nick's brought up before that these kids like might get red pilled at a super young age and become like just these rebellious punk rock type at the establishment. Um, like you guys are lying to us about everything. It could backfire, but it could not because they have so much control with, with tech and television and even toys and music. And it's like every area of influence is like, I mean, stacked against them. I mean, it I think, is, it's terrifying. I think there's going, I think there's going to be a split, uh, the same way. I think that in our generation, there was a split with nine 11, uh, where people bought into the propaganda, everything surrounding nine 11 and let's call one. them like the neocon influenced. Uh, and then there are people who like, let's say even like just get watched a loose change when they were in middle school and started going down these rabbit holes of, okay, here's what's shady about nine 11. Even if they got a lot of it wrong, right? Like a lot of the stuff that there are so many nine 11 theories that completely missed the mark. Like there's plenty of shady stuff that went on involving the Pentagon and the federal government in nine 11. Uh, but it wasn't like George W. Bush orchestrated it. Right. It's just that the CIA like knowingly had these people, you know, like, observed for months and months and months before mm -hmm. and they knew this shit was going down most likely and they let it happen as a pretense to go to war in the middle east so I, but then you know so back to my point i think the same way that it red pilled a lot of people that are our age in their 20s and 30s i think that the covid thing is going to polarize and red pill a lot of kids and it's also going to make a lot of kids super duper indoctrinated yes you're always gonna yeah. have those types um so I don't think any of you guys listened to it because we chatted about it today in the, in the group chat. But so Vin Armani was on Liberty Lockdown, which we had both those guys on back to back in the same week. So it was super cool to hear those guys talk amongst each other. But um, Vin brought up a, such a cool point that I never heard about how when you look at the founding of the United States, it took a certain type of personality to come here. Like, you know, we talked about this before with like the people that would have stayed back. Like those people were risk takers, go getters. Like I'm going to gamble everything for the chance at a slightly better life. I might die getting there, but I'm going to give it a shot. So like that's all of our ancestors in this country. Like that. I mean, okay, minus like the slavery thing. That's a whole separate issue. I'm not trying to get into that. But honestly, it's a similar. It's a similarity because it's like their ancestors understood the price of freedom. You know. True. Yeah. Um. But it was kind of interesting to hear that he said. But after this many generations. Um, and the baby boomers particularly were just like the spoiled rich kids mm -hmm. that were born into a super rich household and had no appreciation of what it took to make it. Um, they just inherited the giant family business. And um, these are my words, not his, but that's essentially what he was saying. Like that, you know, that those genes didn't exist here because those people came here, they took giant risks. Then they had kids with people that did the same thing. So, and they were brought into the household with these values. And that's why we just like, you had all the most, risk-taking, entrepreneurial, hardworking, lay it all on the line personalities in the world, kind of like that great melting pot they used to talk about, would, it came here and made like all these generations that, you know, like the Industrial Revolution, uh, World War II, we abolished slavery. Like it, it, it was pretty utopian by uh, any other world standards. And they were drunk. Yeah. It always helps, you know, like, of course, yeah. they're like, we, yeah. should, we should shoot some red coats. And that, as they're all like chugging bottles of rum, they're like, Hell yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do it. <laughs> Why do you think they shut down the bars right away? They did, yeah. So yeah, that's we talked about that with Vin, like about how 
uh, taverns and churches are very communal places. And that's where like dissent or just even just community in general, but dissent and discussion happens. And that's why the first things they shut down were those. Because if, if they would have tried to lock people down or say you need to stay at home, but still let people, if they wanted to go to bars, it'd have been over. I mean, it, it already is in the small towns. You go to any small town in America, they ain't wearing masks. Life is life is normal in small towns. It's only in the big city centers where the they staff <clears throat> the staff in the small towns and the bars will wear masks strictly to save face value if the health department walks through the door. Yeah. They're usually but, like chin diapered or at least below their nose. You know? But I've said it before because I'm in a three thousand person town, like and you know, it's hit or miss. I mean, like obviously all the government uh buildings, like if you go to the library or the schools or you know, uh, city hall or anything, like they 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 enforce it. It can't go below your nose, like they scold you for it. But if you go into a grocery store, we got two in town. One enforces it, I guess. I mean, they, everyone does it, so I, I just don't ruffle feathers. The other one, like I, I forgot my mask one time and I walked in there and there's like nobody in there. It was like eight o'clock at night. And I was like, Can I get a mask? Or, or do you got and she started to grab one. And I was like, or do you even care? She goes, oh, we're not going to say anything. I was like, oh, cool. I just got to grab some eggs. Like, and so there's a lot of that mentality. But the cops and the health department workers, they shop at the same stores. They know the same cashiers. They know the same bar owners. Like, yeah. we're, we're all a small community. And that's why things work best at a small community level, not a giant, like, one-size-fits-all top-down approach. <clears throat> Yeah, well, that's what's, uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys have all heard of uh, Dunbar's number, which is the idea that you can only have, I think it's the magic number is 150 stable relationships in your life at any given point. So that's a lot of girlfriends. Like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and there's no but way no. you're going to have that many stable I, relationships yeah, Tyler, with your said, exes. He said stable relationships. Oh. Yeah, where it's like you, you're oh. aware of all the goings on in their life and all this, these things. I, I, you know, the criteria, because it's like I know of more than 150 people, but. I'm probably in contact and, and talk to about that number. It makes sense. And the reason why is they like evolutionary biologists say that's when we were living in tribes, that was like about the size of, you know, the tribe and the number of people that you had to be close with and on good terms with and maintain a relationship with, because that's how humans are designed. And my theory, or it's probably not my theory, but what I, you know, derive from that is when you get into big cities and you lose that sense of community where, you know, if you're in New York city, you have neighbors that live in your building that you've never even made eye contact with. And I think people lose their reasoning and their, their sanity when they get in these giant groups. And I think that explains why big cities are so harsh with the COVID shit the way they are, because there's no level of trust or community right. or personal relationships or anything. Agreed. Did you guys, uh, any of you guys hear the story about the co-owner of Tinhorn Flats in Burbank, California? No. No. They've arrested this guy three times now for COVID uh, restriction violations. So it's a popular bar and restaurant in Burbank. And he got, the third time he was arrested is because he got caught removing sandbags that they surrounded his bar with. Oh my God. So... Not only did they surround it with sandbags, they also padlocked the doors. And like people in the neighborhood, my my buddy uh, Alex told me about this. And they were so they were pad they padlocked the doors. People in the neighborhood helped the owners cut the padlocks. They removed the door from the restaurant and they put like old school saloon doors in so that the city couldn't chain it up. 
so like like I said, this is the third time he's been arrested. Um, and they also are looking, they, they arrested him previously for violating a court order on April 1st. And then on the second, he got arrested for the same offense. So now they're looking to basically remove his business license. Jeez. And, and they have a, a temporary restraining order against the bar because they continue to operate indoors with no one, not even the employees wearing masks. Wow. <clears throat> so they have a court they have a court date on Friday. You know, this goes back to I remember when the first initial lockdown happened and, and people were very divided into like this is 1984 or we just gotta do as we're told. Like those are the two camps, you know, like <clears throat> even in my neighborhood where I was at, it's kinda like I would, you know, I didn't really get in any uh, arguments with anyone, but I kind of was trying to feel out where they were at and people were like, Oh, you know, this'll pass, we're all in this together, and then there are people like this is how it happens. We got to stop. And, you know, I was, you know, kind of keeping quiet about it, but <clears throat> it just happened slow. Like, cause I remember even like there was a picture that went viral of the national guard with like hundreds of Humvees on a, on a train, just like coming down and they're like, Oh, this is Joliet, Illinois. And like, it went viral. And my friends were calling me saying like, they're going to shut down our neighborhoods. And these people are all coming. And like the Illinois national guard areas, whichever towns they were went on Facebook and they're like, but guys, please stop. Like, this is just a video from like four years ago when we were transporting equipment. We are your friends. We are your neighbors. Nothing bad is happening. Please relax. We're all in this together. And it's like, okay, I hope. <laughs> like, maybe, they, no, maybe. Just, uh, they were just shipping those Humvees to the Capitol. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. but, um, but then now it's like, had this story about this guy in Burbank come out during that time, we would have been fucking freaking out. But now we're kind of conditioned to it. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know these things are happening every now and then. It's not everywhere. It's just this one guy in Burbank. Who cares? You know, there, so was, no one really... uh, there was also a guy that got arrested in New York City, like in like April when like things were still bad in New York City. Well, I'll say bad. Um, but he was running a speakeasy. <laughs> <laughs> you just you love to see it. Yeah. There was a yeah, restaurant man. in town here in Rockford that was doing a speakeasy. I, I will not name it because it's badass. But uh, <laughs> they basically, you'd call and say, hey, are you guys open? And it was like after things had opened up but closed back down. said, hey, are you guys open? And the person was like, no, we're not open. Hang up the phone. Call them back and say, we're open. Knock on the side door and say this password and you can get in. <laughs> I love the I gotta say password. I got to say this. Um, I know of a gym and that's as far as I'll go. I'm not going to, cause it's a small world in the jujitsu uh, circuit, but I, I know of a gym that had two levels like up upstairs and downstairs. And this is like last maybe may June when there was all this stuff still in place, like the, not even nothing began to reopen yet. And on the downstairs level, you had to go around the back of the building and it's like kind of this shady area. There's weeds everywhere and broken concrete. And, you know, the upstairs, the windows are all blocked off. Like they have chairs and curtains up and all this stuff. And it says closed out front. You go around back, you go down these stairs in this little alleyway. And it just says jujitsu speakeasy on the door. And they have like <laughs> a dump, dump, that I'm dump. And then you let in and there's just music playing and people rolling like, hey, what's up, man? You know, <laughs> it was great. Did you go? I, I know I, I can't say it was, you know, far away from me in some remote place that I can't confirm that I was there or anything like that. Yes. I wouldn't. Plus, I wouldn't do anything like that. 
You no, I would never Facebook. do anything like that. I believe, it's, guys, I follow the science. I'm not going to do science says not to. So the science, yeah. it, it, like I was thinking about that. The, the science is the claw from Toy Story. Like they are all <laughs> those aliens. And they're like, the science tells us when to go outside. Like, like, <laughs> and, you know, and But the, the funny part where you can kind of go deeper with that is like, this has replaced God for these people because it's a godless society. We brought up in separation of church and state in school. So we, we just got rid of the idea. God doesn't exist. Get that old nonsense out of your head. We will take care of you. Just follow what we say. And you get generations of that. And it just kind of explains everything when you look around. It's like, oh, you don't, you think that like your governor or president or someone is the one that's going to take care of you or, or Fauci, you know, like if we just listen to him, everything will be safe. It's like, dude, that's just a human being, like no different than you driven by the same desires. They have the same imperfections, probably worse, <laughs> worse imperfections. Ugh. But it's like, that's what happens when you have a godless society. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to say it like the older I get, the more I'm starting to realize it's true. So, I, I really want to. Sorry, I was just going to say, I really want to like get off of social media and get away from all media in general, because I just really don't want to see Fauci's face or hear his voice again. He's a he's a, a smug little goblin. That's what he no, is. He sure. makes like 400 G's a year, too. <clears throat> and sure. everything. Yeah. And sure he makes it. way more than 400. G's yeah, well, yeah. yeah, that's why Johnson and way Johnson's vaccine more. got pulled. They didn't pay him enough. Guys, guys, remember, everything we say on this podcast is satire, parody or comedy. Canon yeah, will Dr. be used Fauci against you saint. in Gulag. Yes. <laughs> Tyler and I are going to hold our hands on the way into the Gulag. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine the, the Gulag will be like that scene in Goodfellas when they're cooking in prison where they oh, hit yeah. guys all the steaks. And I'll, be, I'll be slicing the garlic with a razor blade to get nice and thin so it melts into the sauce. Yeah. We'll be doing some, some uh, jujitsu rolling. It'll be fun. Hey, but, but back to the science. I want to read to you guys the definition of science from my great-great-great-grandpa, Noah Webster. Um, My mom says that we're related. I don't know if it's true. But anyway, the first definition of science on Merriam-Webster is the state of knowing, knowledge as as distinguished from ignorance or misunderstanding. Hmm. Yeah, so it kind of calls it absolute, doesn't it? And then furthermore... The scientific method is defined as principles and procedures for the systematic pursuit of knowledge involving the recognition of formulation of a problem, the collection of data through the observation and experiment, and the formulation and testing of a hypothesis, which which, which we're not doing at all, but means that a heavy component of it should be math, right? And statistics like one in six million right or or 99.8 survival rate right (laughs) i isn't the uh the i I don't think this i think the survival rate of the vaccine is is not far off from the survival rate of the uh the virus itself yeah i think uh i think tim pool had said the same thing today it's cracking me up it's like that you can you can almost die from the the vaccine at the same rate of covid so if you're like under a certain age, it's like, why, why would you like, why would you just even willingly give it to yourself then? It's like well, take the odds of not getting it at all. I think we talked about this on the podcast before. Did we talk about Hank Aaron? No, no, we haven't. But that's okay. So point. Hank, I haven't. Okay. Full disclosure. I have not dug very deep into this, but it's not hard to tell uh, sort of what's going on. If you look into it at all, 
don't Google it. Duck, duck, go it. Okay. Hank Aaron. Hammering Hank Aaron, the you know greatest fo- baseball player probably ever. God, I'm stumbling dude. my words. Hammering <laughs> fucking Hank. Yeah. Hammering Hank passed away this year. He's like 84 years old. You know, 744 home runs, whatever it was. 755. Uh, civil- 755. I knew it was a double number, but anyway, 755 Barry Bonds had to take all the steroids in Mexico in the world to break that number. And anyway, civil rights hero from 57 to 77. The guy's a living legend. He's as legendary as it gets in sports. And he passed away at like 82 or something years old. He, a couple weeks prior to his death, he died of cardiac arrest or, or some sort of cardiac failure. He got the jab, like he got the vaccine televised because as a part of, you know, I guess like in the black community, they say people are more skeptical of the vaccine, you know, right on as they should be. Um, And I'm sure the Tuskegee syphilis experience had nothing to do with that, you know, so full disclosure. But anyway, Hammer and Hank dies and it's hardly in the news. It's like people didn't even know. I know fans who are diehard baseball fans. That are like, wait, Hank Aaron died? I would tell them this in March. I think he passed away in in January or like early February. And, you know, a month later, they hadn't heard that Hank Aaron died. And it's like, why has this been out of the news? And it's like, okay, do a little bit of digging. He, on television, got the vaccine and then passes away. I am not saying that the vaccine killed him directly or indirectly. I'm saying that they are clearly keeping that shit out of the news because they don't want people to, you know, make that that speculation right and that's a great point that it's like you just know there's no like evidence to say that's why i mean the guy was in his 80s he could have died any day that's just exactly i'm not making that claim of course but yeah it's like one of the biggest legends especially like of the of the black civil rights community in this time yeah should have been a huge story there should have been it should have been like rbg times 10 when that guy passed away, like he was just a, a civil rights hero and, well, and legend. I mean, <laughs> RBG was just a quarterback that was, you know, better in college than he was in the NFL. And, you know, he was good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but no, that, was R- that was RGB the third. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, no, yeah, to your point, I mean, he played 1957 to 1977. So he was, I mean, of course, he, it's like the, the, uh, the woke cathedral should be, he should be one of their like poster boys, you know, as he should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just, he's a great American hero right. for anybody. Skin, col- you know skin I mean? color aside, the guy was an amazing yeah. human being. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, while we're on the, the subject of, uh, you know, racial division driven by the, the media, um, did you hear about uh, the trained Marxist founder of black lives matter, Patrice colors, I believe her name is, Bought a like $1.4 million mansion in Topanga Hills, California with a 1% black population. (laughs) So it's like either she's a born again capitalist, uh, you know, and also apparently doesn't really care about, you know, racial division in neighborhoods or can I say, you know, question if it's a grifting type thing. Like I, I'm afraid picking my words wisely here, but, um, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts? What do you think about this? I mean, there's a lot of like divide and conquer nonsense going on. I mean, you can just watch the news for a few days and you'll see it. So, I mean, it, it's possible there's some some very influential people in the world that are like, here, we'll cut you a check. You know, you keep doing your work and you can live in this nice neighborhood because divide and conquer is really ideal when you're 
you're navigating the greatest wealth transfer the modern world has ever seen. So obviously they don't want people to start picking up on that. Like, Hey, why does this avocado cost $5 now? You know, they'll just be like, Oh, that sucks. And then they'll blame it on Suez canal or whatever. Or other bullshit. greed. Yeah. It's always uh, greed. It, it's I, I can tell you the number of people I know that see the rising prices and plywood or copper or anything and they go, I think they're doing it on purpose so they can gouge prices. And it's like, but they're, so they're saying that they don't have the product that they would want to sell for higher sales. Like there's back ordered everything, <laughs> basic shit all over the place. And they're holding out on you instead of having 10 sales where they make 20%, they want to make one sale where they make, you know, 35% because it's existing inventory and everyone is in on it. There's, there's not one company that has inventory that is going to keep selling it at a reasonable price. Well, Nick, what's funny about that is that these are the same people. Like they're suggesting that all these private companies, big and small across the world gathered to conspire to raise prices like so you're a conspiracy theorist like if you're mm -hmm. saying that you're into like some wild privately funded conspiracies like all these little companies making products in china and all across the world they all conspired these lumber companies conspired to raise prices on you because times are hard right now so it's a great time to to take your money it's not the 12 trillion dollars that we just printed out of thin air and pumped into the hands you know helicopter money into every american Dog, that's like January numbers. It's like 15 trillion now. Dude, oh, it just sorry. keeps going. I can't but, get you know, higher than the, that. <laughs> the other thing, too, about those people that always piss and moan about the corporations and greed and blah, blah, blah. It's like they're nothing but just empty, white, bougie Prague vessels. They still they have no qualms going to Starbucks. They they just and they all their viewpoints align with these big corporations and big government. Like they don't the most, you love that. They're the most pathetic individuals I've ever seen in my life. Seriously. Don't you love that? Like, especially with the vaccine thing. It's like, these are the people that a year ago would have said that they were the sworn mortal enemies of big pharma. And now they're sitting here cheering on big mm -hmm. pharma, making, raking in billions while having zero liability and shaming you and, and trying all this social pressure and trying to legislate people into getting the vaccine. Well, again, they're just laughing all the way to the bank, regardless of its effectiveness or safety. I'm not saying anything about those things. Purely the transactional, you know, what's yeah. happening here. They're getting filthy rich as if they weren't already rich. But all the new printed well, money, they're taking in plenty of it. Just wait. Just wait until they come out with the booster shot because there's some new Indian Ocean variant. You know, they're already talking about the South African variant. There's some variant. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, there's it's it's only a matter of time yeah, yeah i mean well you got to protect yourself so you're gonna need three booster shots which are you know they're all gonna they're gonna make a lot of cash off that too like, and it's liability free i was right. thinking like you know because when you look at with fauci you know once again the great man i'm saying nothing bad about him he's a saint and a um a goblin national, he's a national treasure not a goblin. Um, <laughs> um, he was, he keeps like just moving the goalposts of like how you still got to wear a mask. You still can't go in public. You're vaccinated. And it's like, I start to wonder like this, this sounds crazy, but when you look at things, it's like, are they just like, are they running a casino where they're putting bets on how long they can make us do shit? Like, I bet you we can get them to go till 2022 wearing masks. And it's like, no, dude, I'm giving it like fall of 21. Like, so they have all their bets. So they're just like, I'm going to keep them going. I'm going to go make a statement. Like, 
it starts to wonder like that makes more sense than anything else because clearly there's no That's... science or logic or, or anything. True. True. It's... Well, I think it goes back to what Tyler was talking about earlier with the the you know um, I don't remember I my I think I cut out while you began to talk about it what region of the world it was but people were taking rule and then it became you know well God told me to do it and this and that like it all goes down to they're just nuts not specifically speaking about Fauci because great man we're not talking about him he's awesome but people in general these these you know um, people in power like. I think, you know, like you said, they make the excuses. Well, we've got to do it because of this. We got to do it because of this. And the, the realistic thing is they, they were just nuts to begin with. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, no, I mean, it, you know, what, and what really drove that home for me is you talk about how they started to use their bloodline as excuse. Well, you have to be nuts to do that because then you're just banging your brothers and sisters. I mean, what the hell? A lot of them did. Of <laughs> yeah, them did. it was all incest. Your bloodline is like full incest. It's insane. It's pretty messed up. Hey, but before we get too far, too far off subject, I kind of circle back to the the, the BLM founder buying circle their mansion. Back. So let's uh, <laughs> circle back. Uh, <laughs> so so Phil from All That Remains was on Tim Pool when I first heard about this story, and and I don't know I, I don't know if it's his original phrase or if he saw it online, but. They said BLM now stands for by large mansions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that made I, me actually start laughing while I was driving by myself in my car. Maybe it's just gentrification. Yeah. Should be. <laughs> you know, it, being, being a, a Marxist or, or like a bougie Prague, it's, it's a lucrative endeavor if you're at the top. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's dude, no one gets richer than, than the elite during a socialist or communist takeover. Right. Like, I mean, look at Venezuela. Like, they were just rolling in high cotton, you know, until, until you know, it worked until it didn't, you know. Right. Right. That, That's uh, exactly Hugo yeah. Chavez, yeah. when mm-hmm. he took over, they, they boomed for a little bit, but that's usually how it goes, is at first there's that honeymoon phase where things are good, and then it all goes to shit. And then you realize no values being created anywhere in your economy. It's all right. spending. Yeah, didn't didn't uh, didn't Robbie the Fire just announce that he's gonna he's gonna go full Marxist socialist? I think he said that on his last. podcast. Yeah, I listened to his podcast. That was that was a funny rant. <laughs> he's hey, like, he's he's in he's, he's like, in for the money. He's going full Marxist socialist. Yeah. He's, he's like, I'll sell my soul. Man. I don't give a shit. Yeah, he's a businessman. <laughs> yeah, straight straight to the facts, man. Hello, <laughs> Robbie's stream of conscious like. Uh, comedy on his podcast just cracks me up where it's like you can't even keep up he's he's just so like going in random directions but you can't stop listening because it's just like where's he going with this oh, it's <laughs> fantastic yeah i love that he opens a lot of his episodes when he has guests with him just doing a 20 minute rant mm-hmm. yeah he's, yeah exactly he's always claiming that he's podcasting in a in his car in a park yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then, it, it, the transition always seems to be like but anyways here's so well basically what we're saying is robbie if you're listening to this you can come on here and open with a 20 minute rant before we start talking anytime yes anytime Anytime. i I don't have i don't have any say in the matter but i'm given full permission (laughs) Uh, i did listen to his episode on the uh the vaccine passports was that was wild yeah and NFTs. Yeah. I didn't know a lot of that stuff because they ended about NFTs. And apparently, did you guys know this? That you can actually buy property with an NFT, but like instead of like 
all of us having to go like one third in, you can actually buy it and sell off parts of the NFT. So you could own like one tenth, one twelfth of a of right. like an apartment building and make just passive income. Okay. So like that's pretty promising if if it holds up because that could allow for a lot of people to become, you know, more involved in these what used to be high barriers of entry investments. All right. Can you can you kind of explain a little deeper to me what, what exactly an NFT is? Because Vin Armani is vehemently against them. He thinks like it's just so, it's, 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 it's a scam. And but then Naval Ravikant, who's like one of my other big like philosophical heroes, like these are two intellectual heavyweights that I both follow. He seems to be on the other side of it. But I'm not I have a decent understanding. I know like Vin compared it to like Jack Dorsey selling his first tweet. Like it's not actually tangible or real. You don't really own it. But I don't really understand. There's so kind there's of. a lot of there's a lot of that. He's not wrong. So like there's people out there that are like, yeah, selling their first tweet with an NFT, which those are like bullshit. But they have been there has been some like high dollar art pieces sold via NFT. Mm. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know a ton about it. Uh, just about the 30 minutes worth on Robbie's show that I listened sure. to. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit. Like I'm sure like uh, Demi Lovato is probably selling one of her farts to some creepy fan <laughs> for, you know, a million dollars via NFT. I, I don't, not entirely sure on that. Well, I mean, it's, it's listeners, been, for listeners oh, who don't exactly are up to speed, like, so it's non-fungible token, correct? Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. So yeah, I, I listened to a couple podcasts. Vin Armani talked about in Stapleton's podcast. And I heard him talk about it with uh, Clint from Liberty Lockdown today. Um, and then, yeah, I heard uh, Naval talking on or had tweeted about it a little bit. So I was, like, I'm, I'm still trying to learn a little bit, but I have not dug deep. So I'm, I'm kind of ignorant on what exactly they are and if they're good or bad. Yeah. When I, when I first heard about it, it was actually, uh, it was phrased as basically being uh, a replacement to like trading cards for sports. So people are selling like, you know, the digital version of insert basketball players dunk as an mm. nft but what you were saying tyler and again my knowledge is about as much as yours is um it, what's promising about it is when it's it, it's actually a token that's like a digital contract you know yeah, it's this yeah. like it, it it's it's a real thing you know it's it's it represents the 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 property itself or the contract itself but yeah i i don't know exactly what it really is or what it differs from what else it's a, it's a weird thing. So can I, can I auction off an NFT of myself to one of our like four female listeners? <laughs> I, I think that's, I think that's technically slavery. Uh, no, like a, like a, like a hot, a hot dinner date with me. But it's an NFT. Like they get they get to trade me like a trading card. Well, first Maybe. you have to first you have to prove that we have four female listeners, which I'm. That's true. That, I, that's an unverified claim. This is not or, dating or, advice. Or one, yeah. or or even that genders exist. Before we get that. Oh, moment. that's true. true. I question. I question the science. Yes. Um, science. For the record, I love Fauci. I think there's at least a hundred genders, yeah. um, but no, like this, this could be a real, like I'm, there's no need to swipe anymore. I'm an NFT now. 
Put me on that Ethereum blockchain, baby. I'll buy 10% today. Yo, yo. That, 10% that, of that T-bone. I mean, that's like the definition of getting an e-girl. Yeah, literally. <laughs> or maybe you're an e-boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> this could, we, can, we might be on to something here. You ain't bad to look at, Tyler. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Work with what you, you got. Go. One in our potential one to five female listeners. You heard it here first. Save your money because this NFT isn't coming cheap. <laughs> and by that, I mean minimum bets like 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sold to the lowest bidder. Yeah. Hey. So should we touch on, we have like, a, you know, probably 15 minutes left. Um, with Minneapolis uh, riots 2.0. That's uh, taking place. Get your thoughts, responses, and so, um, don't get us canceled. So I, there's a lot going on there. Honestly, yeah. it's I mean it's 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 a fucked up situation. I'm I, yeah. I have I have my feelings on policing in its current state, um, and I I don't agree with much of it for the record. Um, but I do think that the the argument that they're making in that officer's trial, I. I hate to say it, but he's probably going to walk. Well, are, we talking same, are we talking? Oh, we're talking the existing well, okay. trial or the new? We're not well, I, was, about, I was referring to the, the latest shooting. Oh, riots, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I'm not both irrelevant. I'm not saying so. I want that guy to walk because I think that was a <clears> shitty, <throat> shitty thing that happened. But sure. in regards to the most recent one, how the fuck do you not know the difference between a taser and a Glock? Dude, that just shows lack of training. I, I yeah. mean, and not, not like that, but it's just like, competence level for the job and once again this has nothing to do with men versus women i'm not saying she's a woman cop but just if someone's not competent enough if they if they crack under pressure like that that should be vetted before you are allowed to be carrying out that job no they can't they can't they can't exclude no more with hiring they can't have standards yeah yeah we well, yeah. have to like, change the standards right and yeah you know yeah. also if you like I saw some like idiots online that are like, well, he shouldn't have had a gun. He's only 20 and you have to be 21. And like, I'm sorry, but the second amendment is an absolute right. Right. That's, that's the bigger picture here that, you know, the, the bigger the picture. Is, is missing is like he had a warrant out because he had a, because he got caught with a gun that wasn't registered with the city's like, uh, you know, laws. It was not compliant. Was it so it's like, yeah, he, that's that's what his warrant was out for. I so thought he, his warrant. So, see, I I got I got some fake news on the internet. According, I listened to both Ben Shapiro and Tim Pool on this, and, <clears> and right. from what I've gathered in the last two days was that his he had a warrant out for his arrest that he did not know about because he got pulled over prior and he had a gun that was like not compliant with whatever whatever registration they needed in the city yeah. limits of Minneapolis. So it's like just a bullshit Second Amendment infringement is the bigger picture. It's like that guy got killed yeah. because they infringed on the second amendment. Right. And, There's, and, and right. the incompetence of a cop. It was a cop. Right. Yeah. 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 So this is a hundred percent the state's fault. Yeah. It's like, not, let's not go black versus white here. Let's not go black versus white. No. Like I'm on this guy's side. I yeah. think the state is what is wrong here. Like the, the and, and I, you know, it's, they, they overreact, make everything literally black and white all the time. They let no crisis go to waste. They, they use like, um, you know, the, the black culture as a, as cannon fodder to get more power. That's all they do. They don't care about guys like Maj Ture or, um, or Hotep Jesus. Like those are black guys that are pro two a, you don't hear about them because they don't actually care about the skin color. It's no. about, we're going to use you as a chess piece to get more power. And that's, that's what it's clearly all they do. They, they, they don't look into the bigger picture and be objective about what happened here. 
Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, I, I still like, it blows my mind. Like even in a panicked state, like you should have done enough training that, you know, like it should be fucking muscle memory, how to well, draw your gun. The, and the thing of it is, like, and I, I've never had to, uh, um, pull a gun for to save my life, whatever. Hopefully you but, never will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I don't even have any, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you think about it, like they carry full size handguns. Like it's got what a four inch grip on the gun. Yeah. A taser's got half the size of a grip. Like you should be like, Oh, this is weird. My, my pinky and ring finger aren't on what I'm holding. I, I, I just, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I don't and know. Then, and then the whole, I mean, like, again, I've oh, never whoops, been in the heat of the moment. Him. Yeah. Oh, literally. Oh shit. I shot him. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. she said. Literally. Yeah. No, I mean, that's it's just pure incompetence. And once again, it has nothing to do with the, I don't want to be misconstrued because I'm saying, cause she was a female officer. It has nothing to do with that. It's just that person was incompetent at that job. Like if you can't, if that is your job is to be calm under pressure and, and make, life or death decisions you have to vet better and like you guys all i think we're all on the same page with like you know we, we're not fans of you know the state having a monopoly on force anyways but it's like the the less answers to defund it's like so you, you just want none of this or less training like how is that going to solve the issue so just criminals run rampant with no not even a private law enforcement which would you know it would be something you could have a conversation about but they want to just have no police. And um, I listened to Ben Shapiro, and he said apparently murder is up like thirty percent, like in Minneapolis in the last twelve months. Like Believe because it. the and I, I I got some friends up there, and like they were saying like <laughs> crime is up, like it's just they they're, they're boycotting the city, and they're like lifelong fans of like the sports teams, and they're not even going to the games because they're just, like they don't want to give us a red cent to the city because the way they've handled this and kind of went woke. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's just not, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle. It's like, you don't have to go full back the blue and full, you know, uh, defund the police. It's like, what, why don't we kill two birds with one stone and demilitarize the police? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's like save money and they don't need that shit anyway. No. And and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we'll call you if there's something, you know, if there's some guy driving reckless going 150 miles an hour, people will call you. We don't need we don't need road pirates. They're just out there patrolling us all the time, you know. I don't oh, know. Mad Max looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's, laughs> no, we don't. So I, I really think that the real root of the cause, the problem that no one's getting to, is like, why are all these unnecessary laws on the books? All of this goes back to like, why one? Why do why do police units need full full auto weapons? The civilians can't own them, so why do the police right. need? Them? And why do they need armored vehicles? Why do they it with our tax dollars paying for them? And why 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 are all these laws on the books? Well, you like talk said, about you talk about unnecessary laws. Why'd the kid get pulled over in the first place? Right, air exactly. fresheners or something. Yeah, air fresheners. No, it's, I thought he had an expired tag. Okay, oh, but even either way. just as dangerous yeah yeah so that's what i mean there was there was no reason for that yeah no i feel the same way it's like because you know tragically you know it happens i'm sure all all over the country where 
Um, occasionally, an officer gets gets hit while doing a a uh, you know routine pullover on the side of a highway or something, and a trucker hits them. It's it's a tragedy. It's terrible. I'm not trying to belittle any of that, but it's kind of just like, why are you putting that cop in that position in the first place? Why are you pulling someone going over for going eight miles an hour over and gambling with their life for that? Like, it's not truly a danger. It's like because it's they kind of make it a revenue stream where it's like they're playing yeah. a game with people. And it's like I, I think it's a tragedy that those people get killed by doing that or injured or anything. But let's not put him in that spot. Like, I, I just think there's other ways you can do things. Um, and, and there's also, did you know that in 2020, there was only 18 days where the police didn't shoot someone? I believe 18 it. I days believe it. out of 365. Yeah. And, but yeah, it, it's a lot of this, these laws put civilians and police officers in very unnecessary situations. I agree. Right. And that's, the, that's I like to be super clear about because this is such a sensitive and polarizing issue. But it's like because I, I got buddies that are cops, I got friends that are teachers. I mean, no disrespect to any of them, anyone that any of the listeners know, if it's your wife or your brother-in-law. I, I don't have any disrespect towards these people. It's the system. It's, I can separate the art from the artist. Like you're, they're probably great people. They're probably great at their job. They're probably have great intentions. That's completely valid. But the system itself you have to admit is like can can we just at least talk about different ways to, to just completely re overhaul the system to make it man, let me make everything voluntary and i would say privatized but that's just way too Hell radical yeah. for most people to hear it's just too radical it's like oh man uh, the private sector can never do what we do it's like man, let's just we, try to get do... try to get halfway there yeah like something <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh you know, yeah, there's, I mean, just, there's in, incremental steps that can can be taken for sure, like uh, <clears throat> abolishing on all gun laws to yeah. start. Hey, you know, a lot of states have been really good on guns in the past year, two, three. Did you see all a lot the of states doing constitutional police uh, police union presidents from several states, several pro gun states had a big get together to say they don't want it. Nice and and like that's what I mean. So like. Right off the bat, when you see all these states moving towards this, because, you know, I'm sorry, what's the best way to deter crime? Allow people to constitutionally carry. Right. Speaking of which, while we're on this topic, Tyler, when we're done, can you uh, shoot a tweet at Eric Brinkley? Because uh, Brian McWilliams on Lines Liberty gave us a shout out today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he plugged our ad in the middle of uh, talking to him and said that uh, it's a great podcast and he should come on here. And he said, they'll probably, he said they'll probably tweet you right away. Yeah, Eric said, yeah, uh, I'll, "I'll be waiting for the invitation." So, oh, and yeah. I think I think Brian McWilliams should come come on and have some drinks with us Hell for sure, yeah. dude. He's okay. So I mean, I was very happy with Dave Smith's ad reads, but holy shit, does Brian McWilliams sell it? I think he actually likes me when he talks about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and his, his that their pod, his pod today was uh, you know really good on the gun topic as a whole, like it, it talked about that a lot. I mean, there was, there was yeah. a good chunk of it that was about constitutional carry and, and just that it, it was a very good episode. It, Eric would be a great guest to have on. Yeah. Let's get him on. Like, I really liked what I had to hear. I've heard him a couple of times and um, yeah, shoot him a tweet. And Brian even said, he goes, Oh, if the, if the polls of the wall guys are listening, they'll probably shoot you an invitation today. Tweet him. Like, I'll tweet him different. right now. Live on yeah, air. Get that. See, you gotta see, <laughs> you gotta tag, uh, you're gonna have to tag Brian in it too, just as yeah, a, say, hey, hey, we heard Brian you. Williams. <laughs> yeah, Brian's good shit. I'd love to have him back on. Um, oh, give give him the uh, give him the old double eyeballs. 
Oh, if I hit him with the double eyeballs, you can't turn that down. Yeah, that's no. that's that's the real deal, man. <laughs> well, cool guys, we're we're about at an hour, so. Well, I mean, so I guess long story it. short, it's time to slash it, slash, slash, slash those laws. There's too many of them on the books. You got yeah. too much unnecessary, unnecessary traffic stops, unnecessary gun laws, unnecessary, pretty much everything laws. You know, I, I think that what this does is it creates an adversarial relationship that is completely unnecessary. It creates fear. And, and that's and that was the root cause of this most recent death. It's yeah. fear. I mean, why else would that kid, you know, run? It's it's yeah. fear. Be, so so he, guys, his his thought process was probably, "Well, I'm going to die anyway." And I, I can tell you from talking to to folks that that is how they feel. I have I have friends of mine that are minorities and they're like, I'd love to buy a gun. Cause like, I think shooting looks fun. Like you love to do it, but they're like, but I'm scared. They're like, it's different. Like they, they literally think that like they, they, they buy themselves an, a nice, you know, Smith and Wesson M and P. And the minute they bring it home from the gun store, the cops are going to kick their door in. Yeah. Which like, is, you know, a lot of that's just the, the fear mongering from the media where it's like, they, you're going to become yeah. your belief. Which, you know? I am very happy to report that uh, African Americans are the quickest rising population group for new gun ownership. Hell Amen. yeah. So props to Maj Ture, man. Glad Hell to have yeah. him aboard. Hell yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, so, Guys, please head over to iTunes, leave us a review and a rating. Um, no more of that four-star bullshit like the one guy. Um, <laughs> still sour about that. Do we know who that guy is yet? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> this, They're this not buying the, my NFT, that's for sure. Here yeah, is the etiquette. Yeah. Of Even if it's I, a there's a certain <laughs> etiquette that goes along with iTunes rating and reviewing. You give one star, no explanation needed. Five stars, no explanation needed. You give me four stars, I'm lying awake self-conscious for weeks wondering why I didn't get five. What did I do? Sure. Was it something I said? You know, I feel like that. I feel like you're just a, a girl who won't call me back or something. Like, I, you got you, you to gotta let me know, man. I think Tyler can probably attest to this too, but this is, you know, outside of the podcast, probably the 100 or 200th time I've heard this from Mike. <laughs> no, he, he really thinks about this a lot. He's losing sleep <laughs> over it, folks. Right, he's not joking. Just leave him a little uh, review. Give him a sentence. Like I, I get a text at three o'clock in the morning. He said, man, I'm still thinking about that review. Yeah. I know it's because I talk too fast. That's what it is. <laughs> Ooh, I'm working on it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, Tyler, what's our new Twitter handle? Uh, I'm in the middle of tweeting. Um, it, well, is it should be easy to find then. At Paul's to the walls with a Z at the end. Hell yeah. That's how the cool kids do it. We use yeah. Z's where S's so belong. You can you can follow us there. You can DM us there. You can leave your, your four star review in our DMs. We will see it. Now without an explanation, you can't sleep. Now without explanation. Like great pod, but you know, they sh- they could prepare better with their pro their show notes. Something yeah. like that. Great pod, but we need some more left wing commentators. Like just give me a reason, you know. I, I'll talk to a I I've read State and Revolution. I will talk to a communist. So yeah. maybe Communists, if you're out there, a true Leninist though. I'm not doing no Stalinist stuff. I will <laughs> I will talk to you. Tyler knows hey, his enemy. I'm I'm a political science major, a product of a liberal arts uh a public school. I could fake it. That's right. 
There you go. So cool. Well, let's wrap uh, and uh, check us yeah. out at Freedom Fest too. Freedom Fest, forgot. Great. Yeah. yeah that's, hell a, yeah. that's kind of a big and, deal. Uh, let's get and follow me at Schlitz underscore beer. <laughs> Don't leave me a four star review. No. <laughs> Five and, stars only. Buy my NFT. Hell buy yeah. the NFT. But there's only 90% one, left because I already bought 10. Yeah. One of our <laughs> four female listeners <laughs> all, right, all across the world. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. We'll be here uh, Friday. So yep. we'll, I'll post it Saturday. All right. We'll see you Saturday. Peace.